Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Morning. Yeah? What is a gambit? <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, what is a gambit? It's like a, a ploy or a play or like something you would... Um, like a plan you put into action. Uh-huh. And it's Queen's Gambit because she's like the Queen? No, the, the Queen's Gambit's an actual move. It's like a set of moves or like a plan you can play in chess where I think you might put the Queen in a bit of danger, but it's like high risk, high reward sort of thing. A Gambit is a chess opening in which a player sacrifices material with the aim of achieving a subsequent positional advantage. Yeah, but in general, you can have a gambit about, you know, I've got a, a chocolate gambit where I'm going to put a plan of action to get lots of chocolate. That would, that's what you'd do. Please stop stealing my ideas. <laughs> I'm currently in a gambit at the moment. Okay. A chocolate gambit. <laughs> that's just your life, isn't it? My whole life is a chocolate gambit. Gambit's yeah. everywhere. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of I Only Like You in Movies. Sinead is back in the International Space Station. Ahoy. How, how are you doing up there, Sinead? I don't know what greeting they use, but I assume it's like pirates where they say ahoy. We call them ships, don't they? Spaceships, so that makes sense. Hey. Uh, my name's Lonnie, I'm here as well, like always. Uh, it's been a while since we recorded an episode, Sinead, but we have episodes out because we love our fans and we're committed to the weekly rollout. Because we're organised. That's right. Uh, how you been? I've been all right. Up in the space station, you know, just doing space things, um, discovering planets. Okay. Just the usual, really. You've kept that quiet, I think, in terms of media. Yeah, I'm. Um, well, I'm under embargo, but I love our okay. listeners enough to tell them <laughs> first. So, all right. If I die, everybody, it's because I've discovered something secret that. The like world government doesn't want me to know. Sure. Okay, we'll keep that in mind. We've also had lots of time to be watching things, haven't you? So we have, yes. Sorry, more more pertinent to the podcast. Sure. <laughs> we have watched film and TV. Now this week we're going to talk about Queen's Gambit, and that came out probably a few months ago now, um, but we only got around to watching it, and like it was good, so we're going to talk about it. Yep. What are your overall thoughts, Anne? Um, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. It was fine. It was cool. It was like a bit, ooh, sleek and like yeah. intriguing and like made me want to be a chess player, mm-hmm. which I think that's, a, you know, a pretty big achievement. Um, I don't mind a bit of chess. You don't like chess that much, do you? I find it confusing. How is it confusing? As this show kind of, well, this show indicates how confusing it is. You need to be on drugs to understand how to play it. <laughs> You do. It's very high production values, isn't there? So, well, is it? Mm. 
because yes. a couple of the gripes that I have oh. would beg to differ. Okay. Now, just a bit of background. It's based on a novel by Walter Tevis. I've never really heard about it, though, before from the 80s, and it's taken a while for it to make the jump to the small screen. Anya Taylor-Joy, obviously. She's the it girl of the last few years in terms of film and TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and directed by Scott Frank, which I didn't really know about when it first was announced and people were talking about it. But then once I realized, I'm like, oh, I'm really interested in it because he did one of our um, favorite shows, Godless, uh, the Western from Netflix a few years ago. So I was really intrigued when that happened. So he's directing every episode. But what are your gripes today? I thought I thought it was a fine show. Here are my gripes. Okay. Do, well, actually, what do you think my number one gripe is going to be? Just, you know, reflect on all that you know about me on the past podcasts. I have complaints that recur. (laughs) Well, nobody was talking as you watched it, I don't think. No, no, that was fine. That's fine. Um, Logic police. Is there any logic that you don't like? Potentially, but... Not really. I'm not really sure then. What is it? Bad wigs. Oh, okay. Terrible wigs in this. The worst wigs I've ever seen. Can't believe it. Like who? When she's little. The actress who plays her when she's little. Oh, yeah, she's just got a bad haircut, right? It's a, it's a wig. It's a terrible wig. It's, <laughs> it's up there with the worst I've ever seen. So how can you have such great production value and then just buy shitty costume city wigs to chuck on your... Main actress. Are you sure it was a wig? Is it? Otherwise, you've just really offended that little girl in her hair. Well, look, I'm not 100% sure, but I like to think I have an eye for these sorts of things. Okay. And it looked very wig-like. <laughs> sure. And also, if it wasn't a wig and it looked like a wig, that's still bad because they didn't make it look natural. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Another I mean, gripe. Okay. I'm just rolling out gripes now. Yeah. Did you think there was something a little bit off with the backgrounds of the shots? Where it's like, oh, we're in Moscow and the city is there. And it's very (laughs) clearly just a really low-grade CGI, like, model. With, like, yeah, I didn't, I kind of know what you mean, but I didn't hate that. I thought it was kind of getting us into this fantasy-esque world. It wasn't intentional enough for me. It was intentional to get into that sort of like visualization world and use the same graphics. Okay. I think it was just not enough time, not enough budget to develop a better landscape. But literally every shot of a city, every shot that's like establishing shot, then I don't know. It made me go, that CGI is really bad. Thoughts? I mean, I kind of get where you're coming from, but I felt like that fit, so it wasn't a problem for me. Okay. But what do you think about the story, though? It was good. It was nice. I mean, she was obviously very talented and had a really hard life. The book, I don't think you mentioned this, but the book is based loosely on the real life of an actual female chess player, and mm-hmm. so a lot of the things that happened in here were, like, taken from that. And it's really sad. She had such a hard life, and, Yeah. I read something about this based off the person who loves the original book and reads it like 
every year, like one of her favorite books. I think it might have been in the New Yorker. Mm-hmm. And they said that an issue with the film or the series is that Anya Taylor-Joy is too beautiful, said that in the novel she's supposed to be a very plain girl mm-hmm. and Shanley, she finds her power and attractiveness to men and other people when she finds that she's really good at chess and even though she doesn't look it, she is like, you know, the best chess player in the world. Meanwhile, in this, it's all about Anya Taylor-Joy being very striking and like staring you down across the chess table mm-hmm. and that didn't fit with what, what this person at least believed was the um, intention of the novel. Um, and she's definitely, yeah, striking, isn't she? She's not the um, most, I don't know, very interesting person. Interesting looking, person. looking, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I think, I mean, it's Netflix and it's a film. They're not going to cast someone who's, you know, not got screen presence, I guess. I think she was great in the role. I think she did really well with it. Um, I think she even managed to succeed when there was some pretty on-the-nose dialogue. Mm-hmm. I, I'll forgive it because it was a bit stylized and that was sort of the feel, but exposition so heavy, which is hard in a movie where you're talking about explaining chess moves and explaining different strategies, I know, but even the parts that weren't about that, even the parts that were about her relationship with her mother and stuff was so felt really heavy-handed dialogue and yeah I just really struggled with that I kind of scoffed out loud a couple of times because I was like oh it's awful yeah I had a friend who said something similar he said that he's watching it and he said he could almost predict what every character was going to say in every scene yes. because it was so obvious mm-hmm. but I was along for the ride though so I didn't really mind that I also like I've don't really I know the basics of chess, but I don't play it or are interested in it. And they go into so much detail on this, but it just washes over. You don't really care about what they're saying. You just sort of get what the essence of what she's getting at and the stakes of every of every game is like pretty laid out pretty carefully for you. So you don't really have to know about chess, but maybe that carries over to everything explained quite clearly at every point. Yeah, maybe. There's a quote here I quite like. Um so the Washington Post, they said that the series is kind of revisionist history, um, but it's also kind of a wonderful future, they say, because, you know, it's set in the 1950s to 60s, but she is still able to be the best chess player in the world, which even at the time wasn't actually the case. So it's like she's got a, a fantastical path to success interrupt, uninterrupted by sexism. Mm-hmm. But the show's like, you know... It is like a fantasy-esque world in that sense. Um, there's something I quite liked is that the show kind of did things you didn't expect, and this is summed up um, in the New York Times magazine. They've got a quote here. It says, um, The show again and again foils the audience's expectations. The Gemini doesn't molest her. Her adoptive father leaves her alone, and her adoptive mother, Alma, doesn't hold her back. Mm. And, like, you do think about some of the expectations you have in this genre of these rags to riches stories where she would have to confront peril at every turn. And Honestly, when she went down to the basement, I'm like, you're going to be assaulted. <laughs> so yeah, but in yeah. fact, he was her biggest supporter. And yeah, yeah that was really nice. I really love Bill Camp. I've only oh, known great. him the last, I think the first thing I knowingly saw him in was the night of. Mm-hmm. 
which we both love. And then I've seen him in other things I've already I'd already known, and then things since. And he's just he's so present in every scene, isn't he? He's wonderful. He has like such little, such few lines in this show. Yeah. But he has such great presence. And when she goes back to the orphanage and or the boarding school and sees that mm. he kept that photo. Yeah. All those years. And he um, that really struck me as he wanted to do so much more for her, but he just didn't. Wasn't able the, to. He didn't have the capability to, did he? He gave her the five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was really sweet. Yeah. And her mum, or her adoptive mum. Yeah. Um, they kind of they reached understanding. They weren't really. I think she liked the money and the fame. <laughs> yeah, totally. But. In other shows, the mum could have easily become jealous of her, while in this one she kind of took on the business manager side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an expectation that's kind of reversed. You kind of think she's going to come into conflict with her mum. She has a little bit, but they sort of became friends more than mother and daughter. Yeah. That was good. I liked that it did that. Mm, yeah, no, me too. I think um very intriguing show, and I think... Almost because it's about chess, it's even more intriguing. Because a lot of people, you know, it's obviously a popular thing, but it's not a, a show you're going to, oh, let's go watch the next chess show that comes out. Mm-hmm. So I think people maybe were taken in by it more than they would have for other things. And I think that was really cool. What did you think of the alcoholism and drug dependency aspects? I think it was handled okay. It was very mm-hmm. interesting when she broke into the thing and just, like, grabbed handfuls of the tranquilizer. It's like, no, no, stuff your mm. pockets and then leave. Why are you taking them now? You idiot. Is this to do with your chocolate gambit? No. <laughs> just reminded myself to, like, hoard some for later. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't love all that stuff, to be honest. The, mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's because I just, like, was on her side as a character, being like, don't be doing this, girl. Mm. Or whether I was like, oh, has this been done before? Do we really need this stuff? And was interesting though because she learned at the end that she didn't need them to visualize mm. like when she was playing ball golf she was able to do it without mm. them and she just had to i don't know i thought it was a quite intelligent handling of it because she obviously needed them to cope mm. and had trauma in her life that she was using that to cope with and then uh, yeah by the time she you know worked on herself and built herself up and proved to herself that mm-hmm. she doesn't need them so mm. yeah i kind of liked it 
what did you think? I've got a narrative question for you and how it was presented. Mm-hmm. In that first episode, we're supposed to know that the mum killed herself and was trying to kill her too, right? Yeah. I didn't get the reveal. I was like, yeah. Yeah. And. <laughs> that, okay. I'm glad you thought the same thing because that there's a big reveal and I was like, oh, yeah, this is like showing the first episode. Yeah. I Yeah. Maybe it was just a now she understood or something herself. I thought I thought we all got it and then it happened again and it's like Yeah. I yeah, I agree with you. That's totally confused mm, with that. I have a quite a huge gripe and I know already that you're gonna disagree with me. Okay. But I'm gonna push forward. Sure. The casting of Thomas Brody Sangster. My boy, yeah. Totally miscast in this. Absolutely <laughs> miscast. Why? Here are the reasons that I will present to you. Okay. Number one, he looks like he's 12 years old. Not this, like, guy who's been around the blocks, carries a knife, is really enigmatic, draws a crowd wherever he goes. Two, they're supposed to have such great sexual tension. I don't think anyone's ever had any sexual tension with him in his life. Number three... <sighs> That's harsh, isn't it? Yeah, I've gone a bit harsh. Sorry, Thomas. I know you're a you're a um, dedicated listener of the pod. And I think you'll find he had sexual chemistry with the Joanna from Love Actually. <laughs> True, he did. He did. So okay. I just think like that character to me was supposed to be this like con man of of sorts, right? Like mm. people sort of like gravitated towards him had all these stories he was this cool guy who like was edgy and carried a knife and like was really highly Mm. intelligent and stuff and then there's him (laughs) and he looks like a dweeb (laughs) and it just doesn't fit with how they were trying to present that character to me but i think he was all about confidence wasn't he i just know and we're in this chess world where it's not I know, not, I know. Not exactly. But the whole point was that he was different. He was the one person that she, that was, like, cool about chess. That's what she liked. And then it's like, this guy? Really? <laughs> I don't know. I just think, obviously, he was cast because he was in Godless and he's a great actor and I love him and et cetera, et cetera. But in this, I just think he was completely miscast in that role, didn't fit it. Every time he was on screen, I was like, what? You want to have sex with each other? Okay. I guess go for it. I don't know. I, I liked it because it was like two oddballs coming together. Of course, what are you, what are you your buddy did. Nothing. Oh. You just like to be a contrarian sometimes with my gripes. Well, you said I wasn't going to agree with you even before we yeah, you true, said I it. Did. So you sort of set me up this. Okay. But no, I, I thought, again, I think maybe that's more of what the novel was getting at. If I believe this person I read a few weeks ago when I finished the show, it was like, their um, their power and appeal comes from their abilities, and that almost that's the attractive part. And I thought he was kind of cute and, and cute, cute. Yeah, See, yeah. that's not what he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be kind of gruff and edgy and masculine. Okay, who would you have cast? Someone with stubble. Okay. Someone perhaps a little bit older. Hmm. Maybe like. Me? Is Colin... that what you're trying to get at? Like... No. <laughs> Maybe like Colin Farrell, but a few years ago. Mm. That kind of vibe. Okay. Or like 
But Towns was like the sexy one. Which one was Towns? The the journalist that she that took oh, the pictures the of her. Oh, the bisexual journalist. Yeah. 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 See, he was perfectly cast. I'm not right. saying that what's his name had to be handsome or the attractive one. I'm just saying the show shoved it down my throat that there was lots of sexual tension. They got together. He drew this like the French girl and like all those other guys and everything. And everyone's like, mm. oh my God, he's so awesome. And he's written a book and all this crap. I just, that did not fit with how they, the actor that they cast. I believe he also had sexual tension with those scarecrows in the episode <laughs> of Doctor Who that he was in. So oh, also dear. in that one scene of the new Star Wars where he's like one of the Empire people, he had sexual tension with everyone on screen. Maybe he's just like teaming with sexual tension and I just am not on you board with it. You just don't get it. it. Mm. Uh, speaking of sexual tension, mm. what about Harry Melling as Harry Beltic? Oh, he's a sweetheart. I felt so, I felt for him so much. I know. Oh, Harry. Oh, Harry. Because he, he just would have given anything to her, wouldn't he? It was very sad when he moved in with her and then saw the drugs and was like, I can't do this. Poor Harry. Yep. But of all the people of, you know, who were in Harry Potter as kids, I didn't think he was going to be the most interesting actor come 15 years later. No. Really interesting. Apparently Emma Watson's retired. What? Did you hear that? No. Apparently. What do you mean? She's retired from acting, or so it said on Twitter. I'm looking at so, no, right not exactly. Now. A, okay. <laughs> Side note: We'll just get to that. Her manager confirmed that Emma has no plans to retire. Oh. As the rumor gained steam, her manager Jason Weinberg said in a statement to EW on Thursday, Emma's social media accounts are dominant, but her career isn't. Twenty-one hours ago. <laughs> okay, I stand corrected. Um, maybe you have to be given offered roles to retire, though, so she's not really... That's harsh. You no, don't know what right. goes across her agent's desk. They could be more the bling ring shit. She doesn't want to be associated <laughs> with that. No, that's fair enough. So I just saw a trending thing about how she's retired, and people were like, oh, that's sad. Not true. Anyway. Fake news. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm really interested in Harry Melling and what he gets up to next. I thought he um a really soulful performance in this. It reminded me of... um. Was it Buster Scruggs? Mm. Where he's in one of the shorts and probably the saddest, God, most heart-wrenching thing I've ever seen in my life. Have you watched the rest of that yet? Because I just showed you that one, I think, didn't I, in the I first know, one? I know, we watched the other ones, I think. Did, did you watch the whole, did you watch the one with Zoe Kazan? Mm, potentially not then. If you haven't showed it to me, then no, I haven't yeah. seen it. I thought we just watched, I just showed you that one because I thought the other, next one was going to be too sad for you. So <laughs> <laughs> We'll get around it sometimes because that one... Look, if you want heart-wrenching. I don't know if I do, though. That's the mm. thing. Mm, it's a problem. Okay, so are you going to pl- start playing chess now? It made me want to play chess. My yeah. grandpa taught me how to play chess, and I used to play it with my dad sometimes, so it's got nice memes for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with chess is that no one else likes chess except people who are, like, really into chess. And I'm not really into chess. Like, I'm not doing the strategies and stuff. I'm just moving the pieces. and like, <laughs> oh, it turns out that... Which I know is like the opposite of how you're supposed to play the entire game. But it's like, oh, it turns out my bishop's about to get taken. Oh, that sucks. All right, let me go and move this little rook. Are you like, 
I haven't moved horsey in a while. I may as well move a horsey. Is that yeah, that's you? me. <laughs> Get him out there, you know. Give him a go. Let oh, him run goodness. free. Yeah. I quite like checkers, but I feel like that's an easier game to play. Ugh. And well, you just could have put so much effort into learning chess, and every every piece can move so differently. Boring. Checkers are so boring because you're just like going up and back. That's all you're doing. Yeah, I think it's almost if there's a game in between checkers and chess, I might be keen for it, you know, because mm. checkers are kind of you get it after a while. Chess, I'm like going to have to devote my whole life to this. Mm. Why could there be something in between? Maybe you should create it. Go on Shark Tank. Checks. 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 Yeah, okay. Checks. I'm pretty sure that's what they call checkers for short. So you probably can't have that name. Go No, checks though. Oh, checks. Like check. And then X. I don't know about that. Okay. <laughs> All right. What are you going to rate this? I'm going to rate Queen's Gambit four out of five. Really? Mm. I'm going to rate it two and a half out of five. What the hell? I liked it, but I wasn't like, I didn't love it. I wasn't invested right. in it. Well, I really liked it, but I did think uh, something about maybe all the drug stuff and it took a little while to get where it was going i think yeah but i i'm very keen to watch what happens next in terms of you know scott frank and enya and thomas ah thomas (laughs) Uh, fun fact you know her mom alma Mm -hmm. she played by marielle heller Mm -hmm. who's actually more of a director Mm -hmm. she did the recent um beautiful day in the neighborhood and can you forgive me, one of your faves? Um, but she is more of a writer-director, but she's sort of done a little bit of acting. And I think there's something about... Yeah, Wikipedia says that she's friends with the director, Scott Frank, and she was going to play the biological mother, but then the original actress fell out, and so she um, yeah, just popped in, and all of a sudden she's giving one of the most devastating performances ever. Yeah, she was really great. Mm. She was incredible, actually. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. I'll bump it up to three stars then. <laughs> you don't have to do that. It's been a while since I've seen it and you're kind of reminding me of certain things that I like. Okay. So, yeah, three. Three is my final offer. Take it or leave it, guys. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, then. Anything else you want to say, Sydney? No, all good. Okay, well, that's been us on the Queen's Gambit. Uh, we're on all socials, all on Twitter mainly. Um, please tell a friend and give us a like and review if you've enjoyed our discussion. Be great. What do you think of the Queen's Gambit? Do you have a gambit of your own? Doesn't have to be chocolate, could be anything. Do you want to collect <laughs> Parisian scarves? Hey. I'd and be keen. Tell us what your plans are. I'd love to hear about them. Yeah. Alright, until then, we'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com